Did you know you can get pre-qualified leads at no extra cost through the TD Auto Finance TD Wheels app? Contact your dealer relationship manager today or call us at 1-855-TD-AUTO-1 to find out more. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the September 23rd, 2022 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor at Automotive News Canada. We have been trying to land today's guest for months. He's one of the most senior cabinet officials in Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's liberal federal government. He just finished a whirlwind tour of the North American International Detroit Auto Show and a trip to California. So, who did he meet with? What was discussed and what's next? And what about all that money the Liberals are giving to the auto industry? Will it be worth it in the long run? Is the federal government's EV strategy working? We'll get the answers to those questions and more when we hear from Minister of Innovation, Science and Industry, Francois-Philippe Champagne, who recently spoke with our Toronto Bureau Chief, David Kennedy, for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. David started by asking the minister to recap his visit to the North American International Detroit Auto Show. Yeah, well, first of all, thank, thank you for that. You saw we left from the retreat and, and uh, basically St. Andrews went to Fredericton and up to Detroit uh, to the auto show, which was uh, quite interesting. Uh, I also encountered the Secretary of Transport in the United States. But really, the, the point was really uh, to look with the, uh, the folks in the United States about how can we how can we increase, uh, I would say, the production of batteries? I mean, uh, the word in the street is about speed and scale. And really, I was trying to sit down with them and say, uh, whether it's Ford, whether it's GM, whether it's Stellantis, the former Chrysler, uh, how can we be about to, to deliver that? There, there's the, the new directive in Europe. And, you know, my, my, you know, my approach is always to say, uh, my vision is for Canada to be the green supplier of choice to the auto industry. Uh, we're going to be producing green steel, uh, green aluminium, uh, green batteries, uh, after semiconductor, green semiconductors, and it's really around to say, uh, and, and as you know, we've renewed all the mandates of the automakers, so the D3, they understand that. Um, they understand, and my thing is always around the talent, you know. We're, we're blessed by a, a big talent pool of, of uh, auto workers, um, you know, we've been a magnet for talent, and, and I always say, thanks to their talent, their know-how and expertise, we can attract these investments. Then you move on and say, listen, the ecosystem is strong and getting stronger. You know, we, we have that vision for mind and mobility, and now we're, we're, we're adding everything in between. You know, I'm talking to, to the manufacturer of the electrolytes. I have a magnet company uh, in Germany. Uh, I'm looking at the copper foil. So to really have a complete ecosystem of battery manufacturing in Canada, then you move to um, the resources, and they understand that. And, and obviously, having had the visit by uh, the German Chancellor, it, it, it's been noted around the world, I would say, uh, that um, uh, Canada, um, Canada is on the rise, I would say. They realize, they saw what we signed with Volkswagen and Mercedes then, so they realize that, uh, you know, Canada is on the road, and, and they want to be you know, looking at what more they can do. Um, and certainly we've been uh, having discussions around that. Uh, the fourth piece is around renewable energy. You know, the energy challenge in Europe and other parts of the world is really making Canada attractive, especially renewable energy. And fifth is around, you know, the market access, which is always to say, you know, you manufacture in Canada, obviously you qualify for Kisma, but 
you have opportunities in Europe and in Asia. So really, the, the focus last week was really how can we speed and scale uh, the, the battery plants that are needed. Um, many of them have, have some capacity, but everyone agrees they need much more. And I'm trying to bring solutions to say, okay, let's find ways how we can build them faster uh, to meet market demand and, and certainly Canada. He followed up by asking specifically about battery investment from Ford. Since the other two Detroit 3 automakers have already started building either battery materials processing plants or battery factories in Canada. Champagne didn't address Ford specifically, but here's what he had to say. You just have to give me time. I talk to everyone. No, I think, you know, they understand it's no longer why Canada. It's really how and when. And that's really what you're looking with these uh, big OEMs. The, the, the why is, is here. Uh, the how sometimes when you say okay, you look at the um, you look at the supply chain. What's the best way to structure all that? You know, this is a generational transformation in a sector. I know some people could think, wow, you know, could it happen faster? If you talk to the OEM and you would know that they, uh, for them, this is going at light speed. You're basically re-channeling your supply chain from an ice engine to a battery electric vehicle engine and everything in between. So things are happening very quickly, and I'm always trying to bring solutions to the table. And, and that's what uh, we've done uh, last week. And, and for me, um, you can rest assured that I'm looking at all of them. And, and they understand, like I said, the why is clear. In some of them, we're working on the how, and with others, we're working on the when. Uh, but it is clear to me that, that Canada will play a critical part. Just look at Umicor, you know, to take one. I mean, Umicor is the only non-Asian uh, PCAM manufacturer in the world. There'll be a piece of Kingston in every car in, in North America. And, and you look at GM Bosco and Vicarco. I mean, we've been landing BSF, uh, and this has been noticed. You know, when I was in Japan, just to make you smile, for the, I never expected that, you know, Vicarco coming from that part of the world, uh, of the country, I would say it's not exactly a big place. Uh, for someone to look and say, Minister, there's something happening in Bekanku as CEO of an OEM in Japan. <laughs> I never expected that, trust me. And you could even know where Bekanku is. So this is the kind of thing where when they say Canada's on a roll. And, 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 you know, I'm always reminded, David, that not everyone in the world wakes up thinking about Canada. So we really need to make the case. But I think, you know, coming the green supplier of choice uh, in steel and aluminium batteries, and if I can succeed in microchips, I think this is making, uh, I think it resonates. I, I think my other point is that I, we're going to be, we're going to be moving from electric vehicle to green vehicle. I think that's where consumers are. That's why investors are. People understand it doesn't make sense to mine in Africa, to refine in Asia, to build battery with coal. Uh, so to the extent that we can bring solutions, I'm always put, pushing, positioning Canada as a solution provider. And I think that is appealing to the auto sector. We'll be right back after this short break. At TD Auto Finance, we know that now, more than ever, digital solutions are crucial to building relationships. We're constantly growing and innovating to help you connect with your customers. Our industry-leading app, TD Wheels, helps connect customers directly with your dealership, giving you pre-qualified leads at no extra cost. We pride ourselves in giving you the specialized support you need to grow your business. 
As the only truly full-spectrum lender in Canada, our non-prime, near-prime, and fixed and variable rate prime programs all give you the flexibility you need to support customers in almost every circumstance. Our five-time J.D. Power award-winning sales, credit, and funding teams are available in local offices across the country to help you today. Contact your dealer relationship manager today or call us at 1-855-TD-AUTO-1 to find out more about our award-winning service, innovative programs and products, or even how we can help you find a floor plan financing option that suits your business needs. Welcome back to the podcast where we're hearing from industry minister Francois-Philippe Champagne. And what about that meeting with Tesla in California? What was that all about? Champagne explains. Well, it was a good discussion. You know, it's the same thing. I talked to everyone, as you know by now. And, and certainly um, uh, Tesla is one of them. Uh, we've, we've been looking at what more they could do in Canada. I, I think that, uh, again, what I've been doing with Volkswagen, what I've been doing with Mercedes-Benz, to uh, me, the vision is around how can we build together the greenest car in the world? And that, I think, is appealing. And every deal starts with a discussion. In many cases, it started with one text message. Uh, and therefore, you go from there and you engage and you say, this is our value proposition. This is where we can help. And this is where it makes sense for you. I'm always trying to put myself in their shoes and say, why Canada makes sense for them? And obviously, if you bring it back across, this is a generational opportunity for our workers. Uh, because this is all about people. Uh, oftentimes, people think it's companies look at subsidies, and I say they're the same everywhere. What really makes sense and what really makes the day is do you have the talent? And I always come back to our workers because that's the only way I can land any of these deals, is that we have the workers. And if you look at the jobs that this would create today and tomorrow, those are really good jobs. You know, those are good jobs for generations to come. And sometimes people would say, well, you have a bit of energy. Well, you know what? Uh, I could see that this was a generational opportunity. Either you're in the game or you're going to be left out. And therefore, you know, when you have, when you land a $5 billion plan or anything in between, you know that this is there for generations. So for me, it's really to, to, to shape, help shape the auto industry of the future right here in Canada. And I think it plays, you know, we've been blessed by geography. Um, we have access to market. We have the critical mineral. We have the ecosystem. We have the talented people. We have all the ingredients uh, to attract these investments in Canada. And my job is to, to make the case for Canada day in and day out. And that's what you saw in Japan. That's what you saw in Germany. That's what you're going to see in Korea. And I'm going to be back to Japan. And, um, you know, for me, uh, every deal starts with, a, like I said, a conversation. So uh, you bet that I'll be around uh, talking to everyone and making the case. And, and like I said, you know, you start with why, you move to how, and in many cases, we're already in the win. Commenting on a recent joint report from Clean Energy Canada and the Trillium Network for Advanced Manufacturing, Champagne agreed that Canada's electric vehicle battery supply chain could lead to an industry worth nearly $50 billion that supports about 250,000 jobs. Here's why. Well, yes, I mean, in a sense, I'm, I'm working every day uh, to make that a reality. Uh, you know, whatever the final number will be uh, is something for experts like 
that's the lookout. But what I can assure you is that for me, I see big. I, I want us to see, see the moment. I want us to be ambitious. You know, just look at, for example, going to the German auto manufacturers. When is the last time that the industry minister met with senior executive of German automakers? Uh, I talked to many folks, they can't even remember. So my point is always going out of the beaten track and say, what else can we do? And this is the approach I've done with the German manufacturers. This is what I've done with Tesla as well. Uh, we need to be out there. And with these uh, type of approach, I believe that, yes, uh, we, we, this is going to be a major sector of our industrial base. And I'm a firm believer in manufacturing uh, and innovation. You know, for me, I like the formula manufacturing plus innovation for me equal prosperity. And so um, I'm a big fan of that. I believe that, in, you know, countries which had uh, success and prosperity over decades had a huge manufacturing base. And that's what I'm trying to create here in Canada uh, for workers now, but also for generations of workers to come. And, and you know, when you look at these plans, like an LG Stenetis of $5 billion, uh, you know, this is like 5,000 jobs for, what, 30 years and beyond? 500 million of our operating costs? This is like tens, but probably thousands of SMEs, which are going to be benefiting to retrofit these plants, operate, repair the machinery, the housing. You know, it, it, it's tough sometimes, in the words of one bear, it's tough to foresee the economic impact of an investment of that magnitude in some of the places where we've been doing these announcements, when you have a plan in place. Well, there's something of three billion coming in your uh, neighborhood. It, it's it's uh, it, it's it's of a magnitude that we have not seen often. And the fact that we have reduced all the other mandate to transform that towards battery electric vehicle and a hybrid, uh, for me, is um, is very positive, and I'm very bullish about um, the size. The, the final number will speak, but you can trust me that I will work every day. Uh, to make it happen. David asked Champagne about the possibility of a national EV battery strategy. Well, I think it's happening. You know, I, I like I like I like strategy, uh, but I prefer action sometimes. You know, it's like you need vision and action. Uh, we are in the thick of it. Uh, for me, that strategy is happening every single day. I talk to CEOs of, you know, from anyone from the mining industry to the OEM on a daily basis making connection. Uh, it's almost like a matchmaking game where you put the needs and the offer together and we've been doing that. That's how we build the ecosystem. Basically, we started with, you know, yeah, we had mining assets, but the OEM would say, well, we'll come in Canada if you if you, if you get out the, uh, the critical minerals. The critical minerals folks were telling me, well, we'll, we'll, we'll refine them if you have the OEM. So we've been really with our colleagues in Quebec and Ontario, we've been really working together to really build the ecosystem from scratch. Uh, and so I would say, um, whilst I like, and I'm always wanting to listen and incorporate thoughts in what we're doing, but I would say this is the best example where uh, you, you see strategy in action. Uh, it's everyday. Look at Umicore. Uh, You know, this is... This is like, yeah, we need a PCAP. Who's the only PCAP non-Asian? It's Ubicor. They're part of the ecosystem now. Now after Magnet, Electrolytes, Copper 4. It's all happening. Absolutely. And so for me, sometimes action speaks louder than anything else. It's, it's vision in action. It's strategy in the making. Indeed, we are very aligned with, with both Vic and, and Pierre in Quebec to make this happen. So 
Why have the Liberals increased the amount of money it's giving the industry in an effort to lure new factories to Canada? Champagne explains. Well, I would say because some, those are some of the best investments that we can make. The return on investments for Canadians is great. Uh, when you have a plant of $5 billion being built and you create 5,000 uh, 5, jobs and you have operating expenses for these plants of around $500 million, uh, you can see the return on investment. Uh, I think this for me, I, I don't see that as, as a grant, but as an investment, because clearly, uh, if you look at the, the life cycle of these plans and the economic benefits for a country and for workers, uh, this is, those are really good, well-paying jobs. Uh, for me, that's why I'm part, I always say, you know, um, you need to be part of the equation if you want to land some of these deals to be competitive. Uh, and what we're doing is, is very much comparable to what they do in Germany, what they do in the U.S., uh, what they do uh, in the United Kingdom. But where we win is on people. That's where we win. It's the talent of our workers. That's, some of our plants have, have won awards all over uh, the world. So you win with people. You win with talent. You win with ecosystem. You win with renewable energy. And you win with the fact that you can provide proximity to critical minerals. And that is a winning strategy. And I think that, for me, um, I'm always you know, willing to consider these investments because I think uh, they're some of the most profitable for Canadian taxpayers. The two ended the conversation discussing what's next for Champagne. That's a trip to South Korea to meet with Kia and Hyundai. We've already engaged with a number of, of Korean companies in, in the uh, uh, in the auto sector, but we'll be um, we'll be having these meetings uh, uh, or some of these you know meetings with these companies when we're going to be coached in person. But as you saw, you saw LG is very engaged. We have been talking to Samsung. We've been talking to SK. We're talking to basically everyone, certainly in the battery ecosystem. And with respect to the OEM, we'll have the opportunity to meet them uh, when we're going to be in Korea uh, in about a month. I want to thank Industry Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne for being our guest and David Kennedy for conducting the interview. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.